This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Got fun. As always, as you know. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. This is Keeping It Real. This is our wrestling series, and this is always a lot of fun. You can find the video versions of this show and uh, all our other shows, youtube.com slash acepodcastnation, or you can get the audio versions of all the usual podcasts and radio apps. Just search Ace Podcast Nation, and you'll find over 340 shows of MMA, football, wrestling, mental health, conspiracy theories, serial killers, pretty much anything you could think of. We've probably got a series or a podcast on it with some top, top names only. We record this today, Wednesday night, and uh, in about an hour's time, uh, I'm releasing the new Danny Batten Fight Show, which is our uh, MMA and boxing podcast, mainly MMA. Um, and the special guest on that is UFC bantamweight Jack Shaw and his coach, uh, top coach, top MMA coach, uh, Richard Shaw. And it was a phenomenal show. So interesting. Some really uh, clued up and clever, knowledgeable gentlemen. And uh, yeah, just another another name from the biggest organizations in the world. That's how we roll, baby. And on that note, it is none other joining me. I just don't know how to describe the man. He's a legend of all proportions. He is postwrestling.com's writer and interviewer, the news roundup king. He has the best wrestling in the interviews on the whole of YouTube, and I'm proud to call him my friend. It is Mr. Andrew Thompson. How goes it, my friend? Sai, the science guy. How are you and the family? Keeping it real, brother. No, we're good. It's good. Do you know what, though? No matter what I do, I cannot get my house warm. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I got like four layers on. I got like a hoodie on. I've got this body warmer thing on. I got two t-shirts on. I and see you still, over there, man. You, cold, uh, bro. you uh, over there, lay it up over there. Yeah, I gotta be mate. I was, I did a podcast the other day, and I was just like shivering all the way through it. It's not a good look, like so. I had, to, I had to do something. Living in the igloo. Yeah, I don't know what it is, bro. It's it's bad, man. I like I just walk around with like a hoodie and scarf on all day. Does it always get like super cold overseas uh, during this time of the year? In, in Cymru, anyway, I just taught you a Welsh word. Cymru is uh, is Welsh for Wales, and uh, yeah, Wales it's 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 quite cold, but it's not um it's not like the levels like in some parts of America in the winter you get a lot of snow and stuff, don't you? Mm. But um yeah, like it's not that we like snow is a, tr- a treat. To be <laughs> honest, you might be lucky if we get it once every couple of years, but you know. It is where it is. I don't like the snow because I can't go out because because I, I fall over because of my bad leg and back. But the kids love it, obviously. But uh, yeah, it is where it is, bro. But uh, yeah. So before we get into the the numerous 
topics to talk about. And there is so much to talk about. We haven't done a show for a couple of weeks as well. But even if we had just done it last week, there's still lot, lots to talk about. Um, I have a question for you to open us up. What is the best movie that has been produced by the WWE of all time? The best movie? Yeah. Which was produced by WWE Studios. And I'll tell uh, you what, to give you an extra bit of time to think about it, I'll tell you mine. Um, mine is Dead Man Down, starring Colin Farrell, Wade Barrett, and loads of other people. Um, that is just it's a, just a good film. I watched it yesterday um, while I was doing the dishes, and uh, it was just it's just a genuinely good movie. And I think uh, if if people didn't see that WWE Studios uh, logo on it, I think they would have given it more of a chance. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real good film. Um, after that, I'm strong. It might be struggling a little bit. Um, see no evil. See no evil by uh, featuring Kane. You got them, the two of those. You got about sixty-five marine films. <laughs> Does uh, any spring to mind that you you particularly enjoyed? Uh, probably the Condemned, the one with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, the first one that was yeah. good. That, that, what, that, what did you think of the second one featuring Randall Orton? Wasn't a fan. No, it was a bit bit shy from that. Um, yeah, the uh, Stone Cold one is definitely my favorite one uh, that they produced. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I think I think the the first Marine was decent. It was just it was just a hella dramatic. Like, yeah, like it, it was it, it was like very dramatic. Like so, I I, I kind of got lost in the middle of it. But like, yeah, the the, the Condemned was probably my favorite WWE Studios film. I did I, like Walking Tall with The Rock. Um, was a WWE Studios? Uh, it was. Production. Yeah, I didn't know that mm. until I literally just looked. That's you know that's pretty good. That but was like, good. with a lot of the Rock films. Um, and to be honest with you, like that type of film, it's very they're like easy to watch, just like an action film. It's not like you're gonna give it an Oscar or something. But you know they could be quite fun to watch if you're in the right mood. Um, the Chaperone featuring featuring Triple H probably not not up there with the best. There was one with um, with Dean Ambrose that I quite enjoyed. I forget what it's called though. Um, so oh, was, that, um, was that was that Thirteen Floors? No, it was, it was like some. What, what, what 12, so he starred in was it was it 12, 12 rounds? Yeah, twelve maybe? rounds. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. So you had twelve rounds featuring no. So twelve rounds one had John Cena in. Then you had 12 rounds two reloaded, which was Randall Orton. Um, just trying to find Dean Ambrose, 12 rounds three lockdown. Yeah, I think that might have been it. But uh, the countdown with uh, Dolph Ziggler and Kane, also pretty good. Um, you know, again, I wouldn't say it was like, a, you know, Oscar, Oscar winning stuff, but it was pretty good. Um, Eliminators with Wade Barrett, also good. Didn't know that was a... Um, I did not know that that was even a WWE picture. Uh, can I ask you something, bro? Yeah, man. Like, so I was um, I was like watching like a couple like highlight clips, uh, social media like um, football, like mm-hmm. not not American football, proper football. A a football. You know, football. I was just playing football but, uh, with your feet. But but now, like I, I seen one dude and they, like, so it, it's like. It is, is like because I always see like these little clips and stuff. Mm. It, it's like the crowd and like some of the officials like it. Do do they like like tolerate racism? 
Like, cause I always yeah, see man. like I always see like chance and you know what I'm saying. Like all like I even saw it yesterday. It was like a, a Istanbul uh, forward. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you about. I'll tell you about this now. Yeah. So um, so first of all, before we go on to the one from last night, um, so in certain parts of Eastern Europe, um, like so, um, like Russia, um, Italy as well, um, which isn't in Eastern Europe, but just in certain parts of Europe, there's quite a lot of racism from the crowd and stuff. Mm. Um, so there's been this big thing over the probably the last 10 years where a lot of people like myself and you know other people who've got like podcasts or radio shows and TV shows have said you know the the only way to stop it is for because what the the people who like make the rules and that like FIFA and UEFA who implement things like bans and fines is they don't treat it very seriously um they they're useless so what they'll do is if like fans are racist or something they will give the next four games uh, they have to play without the fans in the stadium or something like that, and a really small fine, where that just doesn't do anything because you can watch football on TV these days. People would rather probably watch it in a pub anyway, especially the people who are doing that sort of thing. Like they'd rather go and you know tear it up, have a few drinks and fight and whatever else. So like is I blame the people right at the top for not coming down harder on it and you know using the technology they have at their fingertips to ban people and to 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 refuse them entry into grounds and things like this make the fines so big that football clubs have to take responsibility because what what they do the fines are so small that the football clubs have got no incentive to try and stop it mm. whereas and especially now where so because of covid for the last 10 months football's been played without fans in stadiums up until probably the last week or two where they've had like very small amounts so all the teams have got used to playing without their fans in the stadium so if when the fans come back it happens again and they do a ban so you know so the fans are banned for four games because of some sort of chant or incident or something it won't do you know who, who cares like that's not going to do anything Whereas if they find like a relatively small club, like two, three million pounds, that's going to have a big impact on them financially. So they will then go and find out, you know, because they can find out through tickets and things like that, you know, who these people are. And then they've got an incentive to find out who they are and ban them. But if you find them like a piffling amount, they why would they bother? Because they don't care. So... And I don't mean why would they bother in like, like why would I bother? But I mean from their point of view, they don't care because the part of the world they come from is part of day to day life sort the of culture. thing. Yeah, it's ingrained in them. So, you know, me and you would be like, find out who it is and do something about it. But they don't. So anyway, um, yesterday in the Champions League, which is basically the biggest football talk club tournament in the world. Uh, it features all the you know the top clubs in the world, um, so there was game uh, top clubs in Europe. Um, so last night was like a big night. It was like the final night of the group stages before they go into the knockout competition. Um, and Paris were playing uh, a team from Istanbul. I can't pronounce their full name, but they were from Istanbul. And um, something happened on the bench, um, and the fourth official, which is like the the 
the extra referee who's in charge of you know uh the video technology and and making sure that the benches on either side behave and you know stuff like that um, and communicating with the ref throughout something happened that he wasn't happy with someone's behavior on the istanbul bench so the referee came over they were all sort of crowded around and there was a group of about six or seven istanbul coaches and subs and stuff and they've all got like tracksuits on so they haven't got their names on the back like the players have on the pitch um and the referee said so they were going to send the assistant manager off um and the referee asked the fourth official he says you know who am i sending off um and he said in romanian um the black one because it was six white guys and one black guy but the way it translates like in english that's what it translates as but in romanian it sounds and i think it's meant very differently like it's a racial term basically the n-word um and as you can imagine all hell broke loose there was a lot of pushing and shoving and in the end both teams walked off and refused to carry on the game um so first of all they suspended the game and they were going to restart it about an hour later, but with that that official being replaced. But he'd have had to be in charge of the video technology in the truck, and then they would have swapped with, you know, who one of the guys who was in the truck previously. So the two teams refused because he'd still be involved within the game. So in the end, the game was called off. I think they're playing it tonight with a completely new set of referees. But like, it, it, not the the one. Cause, cause, like, I've I've always seen clips and stuff like from these football games, and like just hearing some of the chants and how they react to oh, certain God. to certain African American people. Trust me, I know, I see it, and it, it's just crazy to me because, like, but the the, the one thing that I I am, but it, it, it just I, I don't know I don't know if they did this out of solidarity with him or they just did it just because. But it was I, I'm, I'm guessing they they his his teammates or his team his club stepped off with him out of solidarity for him yeah they all they so so basically there's been a couple of instances over the last few years the um the england national team has had a lot of instances where they've been racially abused by fans of uh russia um italy i think ukraine some places um where they've it's been things like every time a black player will get the ball They'll do like monkey chants or things, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Different, that different sources, sort of horrible stuff. Um, and a couple of times, the England players have nearly walked off, and they kind of haven't. Whereby they've almost been talked back into, like they've been talked into staying on. Um, and in my opinion, the only way it'll stop is if big teams, like England, in terms of football, is one of the biggest nations in the world. Like in terms of popularity, in terms of you know everyone knows them, etc. Everyone knows their players from over the years. Um, so if they walk off, it's a big deal. If uh, there was a team in in the Italian third division a couple of years ago, they walked off, but it didn't really get much news coverage because it was in the third tier of of, of Italian football. It wasn't you know like a big team, whereas. The, one of the teams which walked off yesterday, which was the opposing team, the Paris team, they're one of the biggest teams in Europe. Um, and also the fact it was in the Champions League and the fact that both teams walked off 
I think, I hope that it brings about some change. Um, like a few ex-players um, of all different races today have kind of said in the newspapers that they don't think it was like said, um, they don't think that it was a, an incident of racism. They think it was more a, like a clash of um, the guy couldn't get his point across in English because they're all told to speak in English because obviously you've got people from all different countries. They all speak different languages, all the players and, and the referees. So they tell the officials to try and speak in English as much as possible so everyone can get a general, you know, basic English because um, that's taught in schools around Europe. Um, but so the, the referee basically had said um, that he was struggling to get his point across in English, which was his second language. So he said it in Romanian, which he wasn't really supposed to. And then because of the way it sounds or what I'm not 100 percent sure because Romanian's not a language I know anything about. Um, so, yeah, like it could kind of his his explanation it basically is that it got lost in translation somewhere um, and it wasn't like a racist term. However, a lot of the players at the time yesterday were saying if that was a white guy, you would just say the guy over there. Like you'd point to him and say that guy. Why? Why do you have to describe him by his skin color? Which I that's what I thought, and that's why I, I completely agree with. That's what I thought at the time, and I was like, yes. When he when I was watching, I was like, yeah, exactly, because that's exactly what I had just said to my wife two minutes before. Um, but then a, an ex Liverpool player, John Barnes, um, who was notoriously uh racially abused in the 80s throughout his career really for liverpool and watford in england that definition uh, is like deep deep well, mate, rated oh, in. Mate, in um in the 70s and 80s in football like in the 80s when i was a kid it was fucking everywhere mate it was horrible like it was really and, and football back then as well it was like hostile that. like the fans used to fight in the stand i, say, I can only imagine because i i know back here in the states like but, but you, you want to know what's crazy though bro like People act like so, like even with um, with like like when you see these pictures of like uh, Malcolm X, and mm-hmm. you see some of these historical black figures, you all like me. Even me growing up, I used to always see these pictures in black and white, and and it gave off the impression that this thing happened centuries ago, right? Mm-hmm. This shit was like yeah, sure. this shit was like 40, 50 years ago, bro. That wasn't yeah. even a long time. That was like, but oh, I, I, my grandparents, my grandmother was. A teenager back then, like a almost a full grown adult, and but, but yeah, you, it's not that long ago, is it? But you see how they try to present it as if this thing was yeah. like, oh yeah, like hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. ago, like this was like things some, have changed. Yeah, this is like some past time, like bro, this the olden like, days. This was like fifty years ago, bro. Like that's not long, bro. I've been on this earth for 20, 24 years. Half of that, it's like all right, bro. you, you don't know, need to rub it in. No, no, I, I was. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, I do know what you mean. But like in the eighty in the eighties, football in the UK like was it was nuts, mate. The fans used to take like blades and pipes and shit with them, and they'd be like fighting in the stands and fighting outside the ground, and it was naughty, mate. Um, and it was like that right up probably to the car. It was still doing it in the nineties when I was a teenager, early twenties. 
and then since then it's kind of gone a bit more kind of family orientated but you still get a lot of like you know it's, it's still a bit the the demographic is still predominantly males between sort of 14 and 50 um there and all you know when the fan with pre-covid a kind of saturday day for a lot of men and teenagers and guys and they take their sons is they go to the pub at lunchtime they have a few beers maybe a spot of lunch then they walk over to the ground have a couple of more beers watch the football have a couple of beers at half time watch the second half of the football have a few more beers and you know i don't know what it's like in america but when you drink a lot of alcohol and there's a lot of male testosterone around it's uh, quite often ends one way um and it's not with yeah, like hugs like, and hugs and kisses yeah, like, um, like that everywhere bro yeah. yeah and and like when you add in then things like football rivalries and stuff like that it's always going to be a bit tasty um but there's one thing it being a bit tasty because everyone's a bit pissed up and there's another thing like back in the 80s where you had things like racism and and things like that and you know like what you've got to remember is in England and Wales and Scotland, you know, there was a lot of like West Indians and Indians um, and Africans, you know, from all parts of the globe um, who kind of lived in the UK had come over. Um, I'm shit with dates, so I don't know. But like, it's not like it's only like people go on about like multiculturalism these days. Like, you know, and you'll see a lot with like the right wing politicians banging on about, oh, multiculturalism has killed the UK, blah, blah, blah. All this bullshit. That's bullshit right there. It is bullshit, man. You know, man, let, let, let me just say this. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad we, we can have these conversations because some people tend to steer away from, from you know, some, some, when a person of color normally brings it to a, uh, a, 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 a white person or white male or white female about these type of topics and, and not all I'm not saying all but yeah, yeah. most they tend to try to steer away from the conversation and don't want to dive too deeply into it because like they I, I guess they, they they don't want to you know well for whatever reason they had they just don't want to dive into it so it's, it's cool that we can like lock in on the conversation because it is important and, and like I'm like I, I just never understood like the because I mean and, and it's it's even more ridiculous here in the states. I'm sure, as you know, as which we've we seen this year and alone. And and I think something that kind of for for those people that are listening to this from wrestling, I think we can kind of have a similar topic with the return of Jackson Riker on screen and how WWE is kind of you know that that WWE has always had this kind of unspoken mantra of okay, if 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 we just take said person off TV yeah. and don't mention them, they'll forget. And they'll let it go. No, don't no, let, no, don't no, forget. No, no, nobody let it go. Nobody forgot. As, so, as soon as people, as soon as that um that tweet went around from the person that uh was watching from the Thunderdome and the main event tapings, everybody was on his ass immediately. Like, why is he on TV? Why is he back? Like, and, and it just goes to show you, like, it, and and the thing is, Jackson Ryger, the the see, it it, it look, I I've just grown to learn in. In, in wrestling, especially looking at these wrestlers, I, I'm I, I'm I'm not trying to change anybody belief because I, I was like these motherfuckers gonna think how they want to think, and I ain't got time to be wasting to try to teach no grown ass adult yeah. like what, what you know what I'm saying like what, what what's right and what's wrong. So they gonna yeah. do what they, they they gonna do what they do. 
but like it, it's, just, it's just the fact that he as a grown man knew what he was doing by sending out that tweet and that was like a day after or two days after george floyd passed away you know what i'm saying like he yeah. sent that shit out on prayer he knew what he was doing bro like i'm telling anybody who tried to act like oh he was just sending out his support of donald yeah. trump it, it just because like come on bro you like you're not stupid there, there ain't nobody in this damn world that didn't know what was going on with George Floyd. People was protested in fucking yeah, Austria, exactly protesting in Ireland and all this. Like, like people, people knew what was going on. And the fact that he decided to send that out in that moment and then try to play it off as it was just something he, him showing support—that's some bullshit, bro. You like you, you knew exactly what you was doing in that moment when you sent out that tweet, and it, it showed your true colors of what you thought about the overall situation without you even having to speak on it directly. So it already exposed you. And then, and like, I, I'm, I'm hoping that him being paired with Elias wasn't something that Elias pitched for, because that's just going to let me know oh, God. What, what, yeah. what, what I think about Elias. But if it's not, I, I feel bad for Elias that he that he getting that second hand. Yeah, like, he's going to get that. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, he definitely oh. is. I'll say two. So I've got two things to say. Number one, fuck Jackson Riker. Um, number two is, um, as a rule, as people, anyone who watches like all my shows or most of my shows or some of my shows, as a rule, I don't talk about politics just because I can't be bothered with all the hassle of people going. Rrr, 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 in the yeah, chat. I, I, However, whoa, 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 hang on. I don't count this as politics because, and I. This is why I've talked about. Um, I've like in the last year, me and Andy have had to talk about instance of racism in football, I think probably five or six times. And every time I will keep doing it, we're going to do it again on Friday because of this. But I don't count it as politics. I count it as educating idiots who don't understand that it's just fucking basic, basic common decency to not be a racist cunt. Um, <laughs> And the the last thing I was just going to quickly say is, um, so this happened last night in the football on Saturday. So before all the, the Premier League games and the championship games in the football, um, they just before they kick off, all the players take a knee in support of Black, Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, for the first yeah, time on Saturday, for the first time on Saturday, um, some football fans were allowed back in the championship, and when they took the took the knee. In a championship game between Millwall and someone, um, the Millwall fans, who were the only fans allowed in, they booed um, the like the guys taking a knee, which is just fucking ridiculous in itself. And then when they played again on Tuesday, they like they did it. They didn't boo this time because there was like a big uproar. But they the the when the opposing team scored against Millwall, their players ran up to where the fans were in the corner and they all took a knee to celebrate the goal. And I thought it was fucking beautiful because it would have just really like, you can imagine all those racist twats just fucking losing their mind as these guys just all took a knee to celebrate in their face. Fuck them. Fuck their racist bullshit and fuck anyone who disagrees, quite frankly. Going back to that clown Jackson record, right? Like, so I I, I just want to know what what this WWE. Matter of fact, you know what? So, so, let, let, let's do something funny, right? Let, let, let let's put let's put aside that dumb shit he put out a couple months ago, right? And by the way, that's the first no, time no, I've no. had the c word ever on a podcast. There we go. But like, let, let let's put that dumb shit he 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 said all, all those months ago, right, to the side, right? 
Yeah, for sure. What does he offer? Legit. Yeah. Not, 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 not even trying to be funny. Like, what, what he does is he offer the, the weak, He's the most boring, worst part of <laughs> the, the, what are they called? The, forgotten, the sons. forgotten Sons. And, like, do you know what, right? That that gimmick of um, kind of, like, veterans who are, feel yeah. like they're forgotten. That that, 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 that shit was kind of low-key, low-key racist. A little, just, just a well, little bit. This is it. But like, but there's like, if they had done it as like, um, like veterans who've been forgotten about, in terms of like, not. not wait, 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 let, let, let me just let me correct that real quick. Not racist. I'm gonna say more leaning to the right. I think that's the proper term to use. And I ain't gonna say racist. I'm well, Jackson Riker, He already exposed himself. But I, but I know um what Wesley Blake after that situation happened. He came out and supported uh justice for George Floyd. Was kudos to him. Good. For not being a dumbass, and I know well, nah, I, I, I don't think Steve I felt so sorry for those guys. Though, oh, oh yeah, they, yeah, they they they, they got they, they definitely did. They definitely, but I know Steve Cutler. I don't know if he came out and outright supported, but I know he distanced himself from what uh, Jackson Riker said. So I, I don't know his what he thought, but I mean I know Wesley Blake openly came out and showed support. So it just let me know he not a dumbass. So good, yeah. you know, good, good on him. But that no, nah, but definitely they definitely caught that flat because of him because they all, all they has got taken off tv every single last one of them and that, yeah I, like but when, when was the last time I, I remember they had a promo on smackdown at the money in the bank and that was that was it because i know george floyd passed away at the end of may um and they jackson rocket sent out that tweet shortly after and yeah they was gone fucking idiot Oh, it infuriates me, mate. But what pisses me off about the WWE as well, it's not even, well, it's not just the fact that they're bringing him back at all, because I don't see the benefit of bringing him back from any point of view. Um, what annoys me is they are bringing him back. Whereas, the, and, they, and if they do bring him back, they'll probably give him a big, a relatively strong push as like a heel because oh he's getting great heat it's like no everyone hates him because he's a racist <laughs> prick but like they're going to give him a push whereas you've got um slapjack i'd rather see slapjack and retribution get a decent push push some of the guys who've got fucking talent push ali push ali fucking i'm gonna we'll get onto that anyway mid look dude i could talk to you about this forever and ever because i feel like as well it's an important thing to talk about um, and not an important thing to talk about whereby you talk about it on a wrestling show or you talk about it on a football show or you talk about it on X, Y, and Z, not whereby you just do a podcast. We're going to today, we're going to talk about racism or we're going to talk about politics or, you know, whatever it may be, like talk about it on all different shows so that one, you're like spreading the word and you're trying to find new people. Like you must've been living under a rock. If you, you know, you don't know about a lot of this stuff, like not, but like just like George Floyd and things like this, but like the only way to beat racists long-term is to educate the people, their kids because their kids are the ones who suffer because they're just brought up and they don't know any different they're just brought up by racist people and they're the ones you've got to try and reach. I, like you said, you said something which 
made me chuckle, but I fully believe it. Like I'm 39. I don't need to be fucking educated. <laughs> and I certainly don't need to be educated in no fucking 39 year old or some 50 year old fucking white dude. What I do, what I do need to do is show my children that it's not tolerated in my house and that's not how we treat people that's not how we behave that's not what you do that's not how you treat people and equally so they can then go and take that into their life as they grow up into adults like my oldest boy is 16 next week and i'm proud to say that i've never had to ever speak to him about saying something even remotely mildly inappropriate when it comes to race because he's been educated properly and then he about and I was saying that he's gonna take that and pass it on to his own and then gonna yeah. continue the cycle. I'm telling you, but that's the that's the way to do it. Your 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 child is gonna take that and pass it on to his next generation and they're gonna pass it to the next generation. I'm t- bro, 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 it, bro, it is not some difficult task to just be a decent human being. I, 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 I promise you this shit is not hard at all. Just my be- favorite, <laughs> my favorite hashtag I use, mate, is don't be a dick. I feel <laughs> like at the moment I should change it to don't be a cunt. But uh, it's like it's not difficult to not be racist. It's not difficult to not be a prick. Yeah, like, all, bro. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, hard. All. It's not like you've got to go. Oh my god, I got to go out my way. I got to go. Oh, it's gonna be so hard. I got to try so hard not to say something inappropriate. But fuck so, off. So, so, so you might know the funniest thing, bro. When, when people try to refer to that as politics, <laughs> then, I know it's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's so political. Don't I'd be, be like, a prick. I'd be like, bro, hold on. They, they, like, they'll say, oh, man, you know, I, I don't want to get all political. I'm, what the fuck is political about that? Like, <laughs> What's political about just not being a cunt? Yeah. Oh, I don't my goodness, care. Man. Someone tried to tell me the other day that, um, oh, I can't watch stand-up comedy anymore because because it used to be funny and it used to be edgy. Um, and I said, all right. I like, I said, oh, I, I really enjoy, like, quite offensive comedy and, and like edgy comedy which is like right on the borderline of of like being you know okay and being okay for tv and i'm i'm just thinking like inappropriate jokes and stuff but and i sort of talked to this person more and he was on oh yeah i remember back in the 70s when bernard manning used to joke about um like the indian guys down the shop and this that and the other i was like no, mate, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not that's not like um, edgy comedy or like comedy which is like on the borderline. That's just racist. Like, how could you not tell the difference between and, pa- and passing it off as comedy? Yeah, fuck. It's and it's like that's to me. That's just like really. Uh, it, and it pissed me off because, like for the first part of the conversation, I thought we were on the same wavelength. <laughs> and I was like, because I do, I really enjoy like quite like comedy. That's like right on the edge. But I, but I do too, but I like, I, I listen to, uh, I like a lot of Dave Chappelle specials and, and yeah. I, I like some of the comedy from like the early 2000s. And bro, they used to say some wild shit. Like they used to say oh, some yeah. shit like that. If you, like if you said that today, eh, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how far you get, but like, well, bro, I, I watch, um, they've taken it off Netflix. Do you ever watch, um, Little Britain, do you get that in America? Mm-mm. I never heard of that. So, um, it's like a comedy sketch show, and like it was on in like I think the late, like mid maybe like 2005, 2006. And it's some of it's really funny, but like I watched, I re watched it on Netflix, um, 
probably about six months ago because my oldest boy wanted to watch it and he said, oh, can I watch this? I don't know if it's suitable. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll re-watch it and I'll let you know. And um, literally a week later, there was like a big uproar in the newspapers and stuff and Netflix had removed it because I think a couple of the characters kind of like dress up as women and, and there was a bit like... It's not just that. There's a lot of stuff in there which you just can't do these days. But it was, I don't know, It's times change, don't they? And there's nothing wrong with, as times change, mm. adapt adapting what's acceptable. But, yeah. like, to me, jokes about race and racism were never acceptable. So I don't really get the correlation between the two, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like as time goes by you grow and and you become more educated and you evolve on what's okay and what's not and things change and like you know things have changed from when i was little on a whole host of things like so for, as a as an example when i was a child like homophobia was rampant everywhere like and not necessarily in a way like Is maybe Hey, bro. Oh yeah, no, I know, but like, so what I mean by it is like, when so say when my father was a child, like, uh, gay people would have been like beaten up and things like that for being just for being gay and stuff like that. They'd have been attacked and like when I was a child, it wasn't so much that, but like it was very much um, being gay was used as like an insult, for instance, or. There was a lot of like homophobic jokes and things like that and um you know stuff like that and like that that i grew up with that sort of thing right up into my teens and it's probably only in the last maybe 10 years where that's really changed um and that's good like that's that's a good thing there's nothing wrong with changing as as the world changes and you become more educated as a human race supposedly and you evolve, but like some things were never acceptable. And I don't understand people who try and make out that they were, but right. Let's get on to the graps, my friend, but that was a good chat. And that was, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, sir. Let me just tell you, kudos to you. I, I genuinely enjoyed that conversation. I hope everybody else enjoyed the conversation. Don't be scared to talk about race. Please and, and so don't don't be a dumbass out here. I'm telling you, it, it it costs nothing to just be decent and not be racist. I promise you that. And don't 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 try, don't, don't don't try to categorize anything that is that that makes you uncomfortable as controversial or political. Because that because let, let, let me just tell you firsthand that shit makes no sense and you sound dumb and you say it. So I'm gonna just let you know that right now. But like 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 my good man said, thirty plus minute conversation. I really enjoyed that. Let's get to the graphs because a lot happened. Uh, oh I, I, I think I think we can start with the obvious, sir. Last night, Impact broke a record on Twitch for the most views that they've ever had because the crossover has happened. Sai, so what do you think? Kenny Omega on Impact. Are we getting Impact versus AEW? Do you think the Good Brothers are going to cross over? Do you think Rich Swan is going to face Kenny Omega? Do you think Don Callis should keep managing Kenny Omega? Sai, so I need to break down. What's going on, bro? So couple of things i saw a lot of people moaning on social media after impact saying oh we waited all that time just for them to say it's an announcement on 
It's just one. getting started. It's, it's one. Two. It's just getting started. Two. If you watched really closely and you listened to the nuances of what Kenny Omega said, what happened with Rich Swan just before, um, there was enough in there to to for, you know for it to be clear that there's going to be some stuff happening. Um, so for me, um, I'm not a massive fan of like Don Callis. Like I really enjoyed his commentary in New Japan. I haven't particularly enjoyed his commentary in AEW. Like I don't hate it. I just it's not it's not hitting the mark for me. But um, I'm glad to see the cleaner Kenny Omegas alive and well. Um, one thing I do through, I'm just going to do a little bit of fantasy booking. What I think will happen is I think we will see Kenny Omega beat Rich Swan for the Impact title. And then what I think we will see is on uh, Wrestle Kingdom or, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom, when uh, Ibushi wins the title, we might get a little video from Kenny Omega mm. holding the Impact title and the AEW title on either shoulder and a little video saying, because he mentioned the collection of titles a lot and they mentioned New Japan, I think, at least twice throughout the show. Um uh, so I think that might be a possibility just because they seem to be focusing on the collection. Um, I've got a question for you. Did, did you know at the end when they were hinting about tonight, did they did he say Lex Luger or did he say Lex Luther? He said, he said Lex Luger. He, he was right. talking about like the like the big tour bus celebration thingy. Yeah, like, which they did in WCW. Yeah, TNTs and some. Because, I'm going to throw a question right back at you. So like, with with all the hype that AEW has going on right now, like they got Shaq on the show tonight, they got Sting on the show tonight, they got the big announcement with Kenny Omega. Brother gonna be there tonight, now. Do you want to know? I I think they're the ones that's been attacking Moxley. Yeah, me too. I think that, but but let me ask you this: with all the buzz, man, that they got going on right now, what do you think NXT needs to do to get some of that buzz? Because like the, the crazy thing is, bro, NXTs be putting on really good shows. Like the show not even We'll talk war games in a bit. Um NXT better in the last month than it's been probably in the whole of 2020. But but like it, it's been really good. So like I was just I didn't, I haven't did a show last what night. I was, I, I was just like, what like what what could they possibly do to combat like what AEW's got going? Because they got the partnership with the NWA, they got the, the partnership with Impact. Like who who says Nick Aldis ain't gonna show up on Dynamite? Cause the NWA ain't doing nothing with him right now because Thunder mm. Studios is closed, so they can't film nothing new. So who to say that Nick Aldis won't pop up and try to start something with Cody after this Shaq thing? You know what I'm saying? They got Sting, and they don't know what the hell. Like you, they even like they already got the buzz from Sting, and they ain't even announced them for a match yet. You know what I'm saying? And then they got this thing with Shaq. Shaq bringing in a whole different uh ca category of viewers in there. You got this whole thing with Impact. You got these dream matches that people want to see that you can keep teasing and you can hold off on for a little bit. You got Thunder Rosa in the wings. You know what I'm saying? If you with one of your, your one of the top people in your women's division and then NXT is putting on really good programming, but it's just like, it's, it, it's just not the same buzz. Yeah, for sure. I think um, the problem is NXT. I don't think there's anything they can do in terms of a short term fix. So for instance, there's no one really they can sign like a big name because anyone who would bring in that type of buzz is signed to AEW or already in NXT. So unless they were to sign, like you can't sign someone like Marty Skrull because one, 
yeah. everything which happened with him. So, yeah. no, no, but what I mean to clarify for everyone before no, they no, no, jump no. on that, what I mean by that is like before the all the allegations about him and stuff, he was pretty much one of the biggest names on the indie scene. So, like, what I mean, so that's what I meant. Maybe it was a bad example, but what I meant was like in terms of the biggest name they could sign from the indie scene, probably should have used someone else. And then, and then that, of course, the, the other name people throw out there is Tessa Blanchard. Like, yeah, and but, she, like, is she, it, her, her career yeah, is in, uh, in dire straits, mate. I she, gotta she, say, she 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 kind of did herself in with that. And you yeah. people over the years, but like, do, would you say that's the that's probably the only person that could, you know, bring some attention to NXT? Yeah, not sure it's the right sort of attention. That's, that's, that's what I was about to ask. Like, is it worth it long term? And I, I gotta be honest. If they was to sign Tessa Blanchard, I think they would be better served putting her straight onto Raw or SmackDown. Mm. Do you know why? Um, <clears throat> number one, everyone would just blame Vince. <laughs> number two, <laughs> I think um, there's natural feuds for her on the main roster as well with like Charlotte and, and whatever. But I don't think it's the right sort of attention. And that's the problem they've got. So the only other thing which I can kind of think, or oh, what could they do, which would Open counter, the counter the buzz, Open and the that door, is, uh... is, is to link up with a, a New Japan. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I could think of. If they could somehow work a deal to to do the same thing with New Japan. Because like, if you think maybe New Japan still doesn't want to work with Impact, maybe they'd be open to it. You know, I don't think that is the case. I think, like I said, I believe that Kenny Omega will appear in video format on Wrestle Kingdom after Ibushi wins the title. But that's the only thing which I think would get him buzz because I think you've got one, you'd get the buzz of the, you know, just the buzz from the crossover and the potential for it. But then you'd also get the buzz of, oh, well, that AEW and New Japan uh, crossover's dead. So you'd get like the two folds to it. I don't think it'll happen, but that's the yeah, only thing like I can think of. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only thing I can think of which could give them this, like a, a significant amount of buzz to you know to try and combat it. Yeah, um, and you know it would open up some incredible stuff. Like I'd just like to see Will Ospreay versus some of those NXT guys. Um, right, we'll talk about NXT in a minute because I want to talk about um, war games and some other stuff. So let's uh, let's stay with AEW. Um, do we see the Good Brothers tonight? Do you think? No, I, th- I think I think you should save it. Say, I mean, because bro, because you, you got so much stuff when you show. don't think that like and no. if and I don't mean maybe like I mean like literally like the last scene, like the last five seconds, you just have them. I don't know appear behind Kenny Omega, like he cuts a promo backstage, and as he finishes the promo, they kind of just flank him behind and then the show finishes to finish with like a huge kind of buzz yeah. i mean i mean i don't see and no people problem. would tune into impact then as well no but you, you got you got too, you got too much on this show tonight this this december i mean this yeah this december 9th show you got too much on it like you don't want to like th- th- this is the thing but you can't just jam all this big yeah, stuff it's a lot, isn't you, it? you gotta save some of that bro like it, for one of these weeks when dynamite is not as newsworthy or people don't think it's gonna be as newsworthy Boom, you deciding the good brothers. People will be like, Oh shit, like you know, they on TV. Like, bro, you got Stain, you got Shaq, you got this Kenny announcement. Like, guess, just, just save a little bit, and then you could spread you could spread that out for weeks. Like, you can't 
Like I, I feel like we right. in this era, like we just want this thing like now, 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 yeah. now, now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I think you, you my thinking is sorry, mate. My thinking is that to further the kind of impact AW thing, they need to do something to make people tune into Impact next Tuesday. Whether it could just be, um, I don't know. You could do a low key, like a low lower card thing. Like you could have Sammy Callahan come through the crowd and attack. Um, I don't know who's a, like a interesting guy. Like lower down the card, I'm not sure. I can't think of anyone who would be a. I mean, you could have like you could have John Moxley be attacked backstage again, and you could hint like so if you had the show open with John Moxley knocked out on the floor in the corridor, and then all the way through the show, you could hint that it's the good brothers are here, blah, blah, blah. Like, But without saying it, you just hinted it, hinted it, hinted it, hinted it, hinted the club, blah, 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 blah. And then in the main event scene, you could just have something with John Moxley coming out and saying, Kenny Omega, bring come out and bring your stooges with you or whatever. And Sammy Callahan comes out and they go off the air with a brawl. I just think they need something impact related in the show. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a match. It doesn't have to be the good brothers. It doesn't have to be Sammy Callahan and Dean, uh, John Moxley brawling, just something to kind of keep it ticking along. I just not sure what you could have just like rich Swan cut a promo. You know, saying he feels that they disrespected the impact title or whatever it may be. What would you do? So if if I'm Tony Khan and you're one of the people who makes the decisions and I say, right, Andrew, I want you to come up with a way for us to integrate impact into the show tonight. What would you do? Uh, d- d- just just keep doing what you're doing. Like, like dude, it, it, it's, we like a week into it, a week and a half into it. Like, it's no need to like, rush 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 like you should this would be something that you can drag out until the revolution pay-per-view and have a big match on that show like it like bro i'm telling you like it it doesn't need to be something like where we need to see everything in the next three weeks like though this good brothers or even if they even if they are the people that's end up tagging even if they are the people that are going to be revealed as the people that ended up tagging john moxley you can drag that out until mid-january and then reveal it and then that's when you begin to build to a match if that's what the, if that's the route to a match of revolution that's going to be something that people tune into like it's so much that they can bring in and 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 incorporate into this whole storyline that doesn't need to be brought in even this month like who's to say like you, you can have just to give people a little taste of it you can give people uh a, a mid card act in impact versus a mid card act in aw just to kind of get it going on tv and then that's when that could kind of spur to something else. And then we already planted the little seeds with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone making fun of Impact on the show. Talking Tony talking about how he did the rumors about him almost buying Impact and talking about how he could easily shut this whole thing down by telling Kenny Omega he can't appear on the show because he breached his contract. You know, just, just like all the all the little subtitle jabs at Impact and stuff like that. It's bro, it's, it's slow burn, bro. Slow burn. Mm. That's, that's what it's about. Everything don't need to happen in three weeks. Like this, this is. Yeah, I do. I I completely agree with you. I um, what did you make of the Winter Is Coming show overall? I got to be honest. Like, um, everyone was like, um, thrilled to see Sting. I was like, look, don't get me wrong. It was an awesome moment. 
I did pop for it. But equally, I don't want to see him wrestle. I no, really I don't. don't. I don't even and, know. But he's 61. I didn't even know that. I'm, I'm, concerned, I'm concerned that they'll try and do one match with him or one, like a tag match or something. Like, if it's the most I'd be willing to go, if it was me, is like a cinematic match. I could probably stretch to that. And even that, I don't really want to see that. Um, no, Brian, there's rumours of him being Darby Allen's manager. I guess that could that could be quite cool. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like I, I swear, I those thing was like forty nine. No, oh, bro, this motherfucker's sixty one. I was like, no. and then he had spinal stenosis. I'm like, come on, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, mate, my last last memory yeah. of him him being in a wrestling ring um, was one of my scariest experiences watching live, like wrestling live on a TV. Um, like he couldn't, the man couldn't stand up. And someone, as someone who's had a serious neck injury and serious neck surgery, I know how painful it is, how scary it is, how like phenomenally life changing it is. Um, I have no interest in seeing him try and wrestle again. No interest. Mm. Um, I did see an interesting interview with him, some quotes from an interesting interview with him, where he said he was happy to stay with WWE. He kept pitching them different um, like characters and ways for him to be. He just wanted to be on TV um, and not necessarily to wrestle like as a, an on-screen character. And he pitched them loads of different stuff. Um, and they just kept saying no. So in the end, he just let his Legends contract run down and went to AEW, um, which gives me hope that maybe he, you know, he's not planning on, on wrestling. Um, it's just the temptations there, I guess, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, well, once a wrestler, always a wrestler. Yeah. What do you think uh, is the direction they're going to go with MJF and the inner circle and stuff this week? Uh, I, I think MJF going to blow it up from the inside. Remember, remember, and I know. Yeah, you, I know. We, no, we no, said that before. No, ain't no we, ain't no we. Well, I said it, and you jumped on it. But yeah, you know, you stole my idea. There's a novel concept. <laughs> But uh, but uh, I think MJF gonna blow it up from the inside and uh uh matter of fact I think they're all, think they're all gonna turn on Sammy I do yeah 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 them. yeah you know what I was about to say that I was like may, maybe they'll just kick Sammy out because don't you kind of feel like they kind of been trying to turn Sammy face a little bit yeah yeah I do so I, I think that's probably gonna be the way they go um what else was there there was something else I was gonna ask you about on uh, AEW um I can't remember what it was. All right, he'll come to me in a minute. Maybe I'll come back to it. Um, so before we go to NXT, I'm just going to touch on a few things from SmackDown. We saw Big Wesley e. Blake. Wait, wait. Big E got a new entrance. Let's go. Shout out to Big E. Did you like his new entrance? I ain't, I ain't really going to hear his song, but I know Wale did it. So Probably good. Shout, shout out to Big E, man. I'm, I'm glad they finally gave him his own solo entrance. He brought back the old uh, hand powder thingy. But like, but like, man, like, so, so I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't think Biggie gonna win the Universal title. I think he's gonna win any kind of the title. Well, like, 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 like just, just seeing how things are kind of shaping up. Like, I was well, hoping- mate, I read today, sorry to interrupt you, but it's on this subject. Um, I read today that they're doing or they're thinking of doing um, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at Christmas. Uh, uh, Christmas, WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. I, uh, I gotta cry. say, a, li- a little part of me died because <laughs> I was like, you know, <laughs> should we do the Fiend versus Roman Reigns? No, should we do 
Big E in this big, huge culminating match is to be in the guy who finally stands up to Roman Reigns and wins his first title. What a feel-good moment. No, let's not do that. Let's let's do fucking Goldberg. Should we build should we bring back Andrade with Charlotte Flair and have him be the one? Let's build him up as a main event star and have him challenge. No. Should we, you know, anyone? There's so many guys they could do something with, and they yet again are going to go with this bullshit. Oh, oh my god, it makes me want to hurt myself. I mean, but you, but you, you, you do know that Goldberg is under contract for two more years, and he got a two match per year clause in his contract. So, yeah, but no, but no, I'm, I'm just saying, still, like, regardless of whether people like, bro, he, he's wrestling, like, for the next two. I've got no problem with him wrestling on the show. I personally would do him versus Riddle. I saw a really interview. Did you have you seen the interview that Riddle did with BT Sport? That's um, this I week. Yeah, his interview right um, was so um, interesting. I thought he was very, very kind of um, well, like he spoke very well. He, um, and he said it's not about him beating gold. Like as much as I've said, like numerous times. I felt like him squashing Goldberg would be money if they built it up right. However, what he said is he said he doesn't care about winning the match. He cares about putting up, giving Goldberg a good match to prove to people that Goldberg can be more than just a, a presence. Um, and he said he just wants to have a, you know, he wants to carry him to a good match and he cares more about the body of work. But he said he thinks Goldberg would only do it if he could squash Riddle. Um, and and then the other thing he said, he said, like, um, he what did he say? He said he, he'd only do it if he could b- beat me up, and he can't do it in real life. So he did, that's the only way he said something like that. And I just thought it was real funny, but it was a really interesting interview, and it got me thinking: could they do Riddle versus Goldberg? If especially if they do turn Riddle full heel, and you could have Goldberg win, I suppose. I don't think they should by make that clear, but. You could have Goldberg beat a heel Riddle at Mania, as long as you give Riddle, you know, something. Um, what do you think about that? Riddle versus uh, Goldberg as a like an upper mid card, two from the top, three from the top. Not buying that, are you? You still there? Andrew's so fucking sick of Goldberg that he's disappeared. Yo. Oh, you're back now, bro. Go, no, he's so 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 sick of Goldberg. You just now you just uh, checked out. The screen was lagging. I don't know. Nah. But uh yeah, man. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't I don't really have that much to say about Riddle. I'm pretty sure you know why to that whole yeah, no, that, that whole that whole little situation with him get figured out. But on on the on the Goldberg front, uh in, I, I I do think there's plenty more options left to go. Like like once I like I don't know like like once I started to see how Biggie was being presented on television, I started to like see the sound like I don't think this. this I, 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 I don't think this this big moment that we was envisioning a couple of months ago is gonna happen. I mean may, maybe it will happen. Like but I mean around this time last year, Kofi Mania wasn't a thing. Wasn't nobody thinking Kofi Kingston was going to be in the biggest match at WrestleMania. Ain't nobody thinking about that shit. But only like that didn't become apparent until the Elimination Chamber. Like, wait, once that happened, like even when he was winning the Gauntlet on SmackDown, everybody was like, "Oh, that's cool for Kofi." 
That's a big moment. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until that he had that moment with Daniel Bryan at the Elimination Chamber where that shit was just like, okay, if Kofi, if Kofi ain't wrestling for the WWE title at WrestleMania, they 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 off they they off their head if they if they don't capitalize on that. But like it may biggie, like who who says this shit has to happen? It, like it don't have to happen at WrestleMania. It can happen at SummerSlam, it can happen at Survivor Series. You got like bro, Biggie got time. He'll he'll be fine. But I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with him winning the Intercontinental title for now. No, like it, 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 I have no issue with that at all. Like it, it's just not his time right now. You know what I'm saying? And, sure. I, and, I, and I, I definitely think Biggie is definitely going to get his shot at one of these days, but it, it just might not be WrestleMania. Like it, it might yeah. be a backlash. It might be a SummerSlam. It might be an extreme rules. It might be a, you know what I'm saying? It might be one of those pay-per-views where he get a shot, but I, it, it might just not be WrestleMania. But I definitely think that he's going to end up winning some type of championship at some point. And may, maybe it'll be, but you, you want to know what, if that does happen, I don't know why, but I can definitely see Daniel Bryan being the one to be like, Hey, I'm gonna drop this to Big E. Like, cause I, yeah. I like Brian, just that type so, of dude. Like, just all- NF, I was gonna say, there's nothing wrong with uh, Big E doing what Daniel Bryan did and going on a run, winning the Intercontinental title, and and showing his, showing them his worth as a title holder and as a top star, and then being pushed up to the you know to the to the to the, to the main title later on. Um, and I feel like Daniel Bryan is the sort of person who would realize that. Um, you know, from a creative point of view, Anna, and and his own experiences, um, but I gotta say, SmackDown has been very, very good now for 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 months. Um, Roman Reigns, excellent. Jay Uso, excellent. And one thing which I think has gone under the radar a bit. So you know, they've got the whole thing with the Fiend, where when he beats people, they change. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens, since he lost to the Fiend. Um, uh, the draft has been a lot more more like um, he's just moved away from that that kind of light-hearted kind of funny kind of I don't know the West way like so? I think he got a bit of humor. Nah, if you watch probably the last two weeks or so, he's just been a bit more aggressive again. Um, I'm not saying like it's like a massive fundamental change. But his aggression has definitely been upped since he lost to the Fiend. Um, but either way, he's very, very good. Um, I really like. I'm almost caught in two things because I'm really, really happy to see him back in the, you know, in the main event, and I'm happy to see him facing Roman. But there's no chance in hell they're beating Roman anytime nah. soon. <laughs> nah. You know, he ain't losing to Mania. Which it, means Kevin Owens is just up there to take probably two losses, and that makes me a bit disappointed. But they, you know, they, 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 they just they just needed placeholders for now. Yeah, like, of course. But, that, that, he's that, a great that, hand. That, that that's kind of all. Do you ever notice how WWE always in these patterns? Like after SummerSlam, they yeah. always like we're holding patterns, and after WrestleMania, it's kind of the same thing. It's like just placeholder fuse and matches just to just get to the next big. The next big thing, like, but it's gonna be like, man, like specifically speaking, like, like on WWE, like, what in the like, what 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 would they do for the Raw Women's Title at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania? Because like Oscar, like, it it always feels like they treat Oscar as like just a a transitional champion or just a champion. Like they could they could could keep they they can keep the title on Oscar because they know she's credible and they like they know they ain't got to do nothing with her. And like, I mean, she she doing this whole thing with Lana, and it's cool. Like, you know, I ain't got no problem with it. But it's like, 
I, I like I I just know Oscar could be doing like man, they, they need to put Oscar on SmackDown. Put on SmackDown with Liv Morgan and, and Bianca and, and, and Sasha and Bailey and put her over there with with them, man. Since then over when she won when she took the title off Becky, I felt like what they should have done is they should have given her a winning streak again and built had not had a loss. So when did she drop that title? Was it just after WrestleMania? She lost it to Sasha. No, so when she she when Oscar got the title off Becky, she lost to Sasha Banks in in July. Yeah, but that's what they should have done. Is that's what I'm saying? When she got the title off Becky just after oh oh that that was at WrestleMania. Yeah, they should have had Oscar go on a winning streak until this year's WrestleMania, and it, whether it was a Sasha or a, they could have built someone up, um, Shayna Baszler could have been anyone, but. I felt like that was the direction to to really repair her character back up to where it had previously been. But like you said, they had her lose to Sasha. She regularly loses on TV. It's frustrating. And then they gave away her and Shayna Baszler, which is probably one of the better matches they've got who for a moment hey, on is that, Raw. Is that who, who did Shayna Baszler piss off? Oh. She, 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 she took the pin three straight weeks in a row. Yeah. It's, like, it's remarkable to me. That Nia Jax is the one that they see as a star, and I get the stuff with the Rock and blah blah blah. And it's not that I dislike Nia Jax; like I find her pretty serviceable as a as a as a heel character. But like Shayna Baszler is a star, and she's only got probably a few years now where she is going to be able, to, you know, be a be at the skill level to be a top top star. And they have just dropped the ball with her, which I mean, you know, let's be honest, that ain't the first time we've said that about them dropping the ball with people. It's just so frustrating because her versus Oscar could be a legit feud, like a WrestleMania, have like it kick off around Royal Rumble time and then have Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania versus Oscar. That, that's given 15 minutes. That could be real good. Um, and they just gave it away for, and oh, it's just hey, hey, it's infuriating me. Um, what they're doing with retribution, what did I say about retribution, mate? Um, if they start beating them on TV, they're worthless and they've got no hope. And within weeks, they've just fucked. What's the point? Let, let me ask you this so, like, uh, did you see the tribute to the troop show? No, did you see, I, did never, you? I never watched that, but I, I, th- I think the the big. Highlight coming out of that show was people seeing Sasha and Bianca together. Yeah, like man, bro, I'm telling you, if that ain't a match at WrestleMania, they are tripping. Like, that's I just got a feeling like, they're gonna do like a multi-woman ladder match or something. And I really, bro, as Sasha, much as it'll be good, bro, bro, I'd Sasha, like Sasha and Bianca, bro, that is the match. That is the match. Like, well, like when you see when you see them two together, you like, come on, man, like. That, oh, I agree with uh, you completely. That is the match. And I'm telling you, Bianca needs to be the heel. She needs to be the heel, bro. She is she is the heel in the situation. She needs to be the heel. She yeah. got I'm telling about the athleticism, the mannerisms, like get the look. I'm telling you, bro, she needs to be the heel. Sasha needs to be the baby face. Like 100 percent man. Their, their dynamic is is very great. Like I, I'm like genuinely excited to see if they go like. It, it, they, like if they try to duck and dodge around this, like it's it's so obvious. Like it's so obvious that people want to see this. Like make it happen. 
make it happen. Like yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody gonna complain about Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble. I don't think anybody's gonna complain. I don't think anybody's gonna get upset at that. I think people would be would be very happy about that. Have Bianca Belair win the Royal Rumble, have her challenge Sasha, or you can do it at at, uh, at SummerSlam. But like I, I feel like people like really want to see this match between Belair and and, and Banks, and then it wait is is uh what what is is Naomi what brand is Naomi on? Is she on Raw? Uh, yeah, I think she's on SmackDown, isn't she? But uh, yeah, where is she? If she is, if she is, man. They, 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 they got, they get stacked the deck in the women's division on SmackDown. They got Naomi, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do going forward, man. But I, I definitely think Bianca and Sasha should be the destination for uh, Mania 37 in the in the WWE Performance Center. They should. <laughs> this um. I find it infuriating, mate. I really do. That the they've got the talent. Like, there's no excuse for them to be putting substandard stuff out. Like, they could be putting hot shows out. They've got the characters. They've got the, the stars to do it. Um. So, do you remember about a year ago, I said they should do a gimmick where the Bray Wyatt is wrestling as Bray Wyatt, and then the lights go out, and then he changes into the Fiend. Yeah. No. Yeah, I did. And um <laughs> I called it over a year ago. That is how woke and uh, I'm just the guy. I I can see before the rest of the world and I saw it. They did it. Um and I know like people aren't fan necessarily of some of the stuff they've done with the fiend, and don't get me wrong, like I'm not a fan of the booking of the fiend, but the storytelling that Bray Wyatt and Co. I'm, I'm, nothing short of sensational. I'm, 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 at the, I'm at the break your heart right here, and, I, and I'm sorry to tell you this. He 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 needs to stop wrestling. Like they, I'm talking, I'm talking about like just the as trying try to have, no as the fiend too. Like, uh, but not 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 as the like unless it's a squash match. Yeah, and I'm not trying to see this man go ten minutes, fifteen yeah. minutes. I don't want to see that. Like he needs to be five minute matches, four minute matches, or a squash match. I'm not trying to see him wrestle like his character. That, that's not his character, bro. I'm not trying to see this man get knocked down five times. Yeah. Before. Like, this is this is not that type of character. And they they already they already messed it up when they had him lose at Hell in a Cell 2019. That 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 that, that that's where they bombed it at completely. Like that's when they completely went left. So they need to keep it strong. Like they don't. I don't want to see him wrestle Orton on Sunday. I mean at the TLC pay per view for 15 straight minutes. But what I will say is, I'm gonna give him. I, I know that entrance inside of the uh, Tropicana Field will look cool as hell inside of that new Thunderdome setup. Oh, yeah. I know that's gonna look cool. But still, like, I, I'm not. I'm like the, the whole Fiend slash Bray Wyatt trying to wrestle thing. It, it's not clicking for me, and I need them to keep the matches under five minutes. But for me, see, mate, right. With Bray Wyatt, the storytelling is just so good, and there's so many little things for the people who look out for those little Easter eggs and long-term storytelling things. There's so much in it, and he's doing his job uh, from a storytelling point of view. It's just the WWE isn't backing him up with the right feuds and the right, um, like putting him in title pictures and and having him wrestle regularly. Like to me, I think. I agree with you on the whole. The fiend should be squashing people in like five minutes at the most, generally. And then maybe if you and but but he should only wrestle maybe I don't know like once every 
two months, three months, and then maybe once every six months you have him come up against someone who can finally really give him a challenge and it goes 10 minutes. It still only needs to go 10 minutes. And I would use in those 10 minute matches, which are like once a year, you know, like the, the Brock versus Goldberg kind of booking of their match at Mania, where it was like eight, to ten, eight to 10 minutes of just like back and forth, beating yeah. the shit out of each other really quick. And then it's done. Uh, that uh, should be the only time he has a long match. Like, uh, not uh, a long uh, match. I would, like a long time, match. I would say the last time he had that, I think that was at the Jesus. I cannot believe that was almost a year ago. Um, the, the Daniel Bryan match, the strap match that, that was, they had. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, can you that was 12 months ago, bro. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, let, me, let me ask you this since we got the world one coming up. Do you think we're used to be heading into uh coming up on WrestleMania in like four or five months? Do you think we see the return of Brock Lesnar? At some point, no. Think no. back? No, I don't think there's a right opponent for him, um, and I don't really want to see him at the moment because I don't believe that there's the right opponent for him at the yeah. moment, and I'd worry that they're going to do him versus Lesnar again, and I don't really want to see uh, him Roman. versus Reigns again, and I don't yeah. want to see that again. I've got no interest in it. Even though the story would be different because of Heyman and. Roman, I don't want to see that again. So I'm about to, I'm about to say that, but that, that dynamic would just be too weird. Like it wouldn't feel right. Like I don't, I don't like. Th- 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 there's nothing about Brock that makes me want to root for him. Yeah, like, I don't, like at yeah, all. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? He's, um, he's, he's so good as the. He's not, he's not even a heel. He's just like that, that yeah. dude that just shows up and just like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's like yeah. it, that's like perfect for him. So like it's you know. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do, but like the Royal Rumble coming up real soon, man. So like, let me get your prediction, side the men's Royal Rumble, women's Royal Rumble early prediction, so we can revisit this show because you know you'd be lying about your predictions. So <laughs> I'm calling you out on the spot right now, so okay, we can. So, um, so you got. Let me just. I need to see the rosters. Um, let me just quickly bring up the rosters. Um. Do you know who your prediction um, is for each one? Yes, I am going so to you go. Tell me yours and why, while I just bring up the rosters. All right. So for the men's Royal Rumble, this is this is what I predict, and I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some little time to search mm-hmm. up. Yeah, man. I think Keith Lee is going to turn heel, and he's going to attack Drew McIntyre. Keith Lee has been calling out Sheamus a lot on Raw, trying to put him on the spot about Sheamus turning. But I think Keith Lee is just playing that role or trying to take the eyes off of take, put the eyes on Sheamus. It is going to be Keith Lee that is up turning because I think they see a lot in Keith Lee, but I think they just don't see him as a baby face. I think they see him as a heel. And I think that is yeah. going to work very well for Keith Lee. And I think he's going to, I don't think I, I can't hundred percent say he's going to win a Royal Rumble. I don't know about that, but I definitely think that him challenging Drew McIntyre for the WWE title at WrestleMania is something that is not too far off. So I'm gonna just say that, but for the Royal Rumble, oh god, it's hard. This is difficult. Uh, I'm 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 either going to go Keith Lee, Biggie, Goldberg. Yeah, Keith Lee, Biggie, or Goldberg. That's what I'm going. And I'm I, and I am going to put Goldberg at the top of that list just as far as odds go. And for the and for the women's Royal Rumble. 
I'm gonna go Bianca Belair mm. or so, Charlotte. Yeah, so I've got a feeling that um, go like if I had to pick kind of like three or four who are going as maybe the final four even, but four guys who I think realistically the WWE would pick right to to win it. Um, so before um, the stuff with um, teeth. The uh, Trinidad, I thought Alistair Black had a good chance of being in the last four, um, even if he didn't quite win it. Um, I think Goldberg is obviously the most likely, yes, yeah. that hurts me to say. <laughs> um, and then I'm kind of looking at guys like, yeah, I think Keith Lee's probably right up there. No, he, like, but he, but Keith Lee is like a legit option, bro. Like that's yeah. like Bobby Lashley. Yeah, um, no, no. maybe even AJ because AJ's never won the Rumble, um, and I wonder whether they may give AJ that like win as a kind of coming towards the end of his career. He, you know, they he, think so highly of him. He did say he wanted to retire, like real soon in the next year or two yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to him uh if i'm honesty uh bobby lashley i think's probably got a good shout um there's no one else really who kind of like stands out to me and i think yes i mean they could go with sheamus and build the the drew a drew match for main you know for mania um that way but ultimately, I think they I think they think that Goldberg winning it is a feel good moment. Um, outsiders, I would go with Lars Sullivan, Daniel Bryan, maybe a return in Seth Rollins as a babyface to face Roman Reigns could be a long shot. Um, the female, there's a lot of good women in there. If I was picking. I would probably go with um, either Shayna Baszler or Shayna Baszler, Alexa Bliss, or so. And then my next question was going to be to you about um, uh, reckoning or Mia Yim. Do you think they're angling to take her out of retribution the way I they think had? I I think I think they angling to break this whole damn group up because it's not working. Yeah, so, but they seem to be focusing very much on on her at the moment. Like he's shouting at her after the matches twice now, and we're in a row. Um, maybe so maybe, she could be a, a long shot um, maybe, to win. Maybe, maybe Keith Lee versus Ali. Maybe. Yeah, and if she if Keith Lee wins, then Mia Yim gets her like gets to leave Retribution or something. Um, I think uh, uh, Alexa Bliss um, obviously you've got to put Charlotte in there because she's going to be back probably at Royal Rumble how long has she been out? a while um, got to be not far off a year I would have thought You're like since Wrestlemania right? after Wrestlemania no 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 yeah, she, that, uh, she fought on um, the NXT take show over, yeah. take over your house was that it? Did the last time? yeah I think so yeah um, I'll tell you now yeah, she definitely, she definitely up in there. Um, Probably winning. So, 
around the summertime, 13th to the 7th, there was some reports of her taking a break. So to, I think um, it's sometime around then. Go to cage match. Charlotte Flair, just type in Charlotte Flair cage match and go to her matches. Wrestlers database. Yeah, and then go to matches. Click on the matches tab. Show the last time she wrestled. Uh, she lost to Oscar on the 17th of June on okay. Raw. So, yeah, she's been Damn. out a good, good sort of four or five months. I thought it was longer than that. Uh, you, you know WWE, they, they usually put somebody hey, back on TV. <laughs> I've seen some rumors that it's going to be her and Andrade as a, as a couple. I, I'd be on board for that. Be just Andrade ain't been doing a goddamn thing. I'd be on board with that because I think... Them do something. Her star power would rub off on him a little bit. I think it would make her more likable as well because um, she doesn't always come across as too likable on TV the way they portray her. But actually, on social media and in videos with Andrade, she seems like quite a nice lady. Um, I mean, I, I, I know you're not saying that. Like, 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 she's she's like one of the more nicest people out there. She's playing. She's good at what she's doing, playing her TV character. But yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think losing Zelina Vega, yeah, yeah Trinidad, that's gonna man. But but I, I, I just wonder where, where she might pop up next because this she got options. I know she got options. Oh, yes, she has. Um, just to finish us off then quickly, mate, War Games. Good, bad, in the middle. I, I enjoyed the show. I think it was a, a good show. They, there's a lot of people that got hurt on that damn show. Oh a lot God, of people. Yeah. They got to up. But, uh, man, I, I feel like Rhea Ripley is back. The original Rhea. Tri- Triple H said some wild shit on that, on that pre-take of a media call. He was like, he think the Rhea Ripley now is better than the Rhea Ripley in January. I'm like, well, you lost your damn mind. Rhea was on fire. She as a wrestler, like, she might be better. Like as yeah, a, wrestler, in as ring, she might have progressed, but as a character, she's not. She she was on fire back in like legit one of the most popular people in WWE as far mm. as like the women's division goes. And then uh I think I think they prime and Shasi Blackheart for NXT women's title run. I think they they really warming her up for that. She, she they, she's they've she, really been building her she, up, haven't they? She, she's coming off like a real big star. She looks like a star, she looks different from everybody else in the women's division. Like she, that I, I think they really setting her up for that. Um, EO, EO's great as usual, great wrestler. Um, I, I think it might be time for Rhea to kind of go to Raw SmackDown. I think it's time. Like it, it's just time. Like I feel like she, I, I feel like she's starting to hit Gargano territory a little bit, touch Tommaso mm-hmm. Ciampa territory a little bit. Like they just keeping her around just to like hold off yeah. the inevitable. Uh, Raquel, I know Raquel probably gonna get a shot at the NXT Women's Title because she didn't want that pin EO. Yeah, you know that's coming. Um, War game. I, I'm very, I'm very surprised that Pat McAfee. Very, very surprised at this dude. Like I, I you could tell he takes it very seriously. Like he, uh, he, he, he when he, he wore that neck brace right, on yeah. on his radio uh, radio show on the next day. You want to know it's crazy, but you know how many people watch his radio show that probably don't know why in the hell he was wearing that neck brace. But the fact that he was still wearing that neck brace was like, but I'm telling, but that just goes to show you like he, he has respect for for wrestling. Like he he knows what, what people go through when they do this sport for so many years. Like he, I, I, I've slowly become a, a a fan of Pat McAfee on screen. I think he's a great talker. And he's done wonders for uh Oni and um and and and, and uh what's that, Danny Birch and uh Pete Dunn is Pete Dunn, of course. So 
And I mean, Undisputed Era, like I, I remember I was talking to um, Jeremy and Joe about this when I did the, uh, I did the Fightful post show, Fightful Takeover post show. I was talking yeah. to uh, Jeremy and Joe about this and we was just like, man, it, like it might be time for Undisputed Era like to, 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 to go up, man. Like, like it, it, it's like nothing else for them to do in NXT. Like, I mean. Do you um, know what I would do, mate? I would have them go up and I would have Adam Cole win the Royal Rumble. But you, 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 you want to know what we we were talking about that too? Like, I don't think they will do it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like I'm talking about Adam Cole on the main roster. I don't think it's gonna work because 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 I, I, I was just thinking about like how they view size, and I was thinking about yeah. like Adam, like how Adam Cole. Did just just imagine Adam Cole standing like face to face with Bray Wyatt, who's deceptively tall. Like imagine Adam Cole mm-hmm. standing face to face with Bobby Lashley, who's tall. You know what I'm saying? Adam Cole. Like I, 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 like, I feel like they'd be like, like, ah, like I don't know about small. that one. But like, if he had a crowd, if Adam Cole had the crowd, I'm telling you, they, they would, they, they would like willingly push him. But like, he don't have the yeah. crowd, so it's like you, you just basing it yeah, off yeah. what you see, you and like the side of the crowd having some crowd. type of input and effect on it. Yeah, I, I'd if they can hold it back till they have a decent crowd, I think that would be better because the crowd is so on board with him. Like he's billed as six foot um, on like Wikipedia and stuff. Just trying to find out his height. Cause I know he, like he is small. Um, so according to this, he's five foot 11, but like how tall is Daniel Bryan? Because I don't think Adam Cole is, I think he's, so Daniel Bryan's five foot seven and Adam Cole is five foot 11. So to me, people saying about the height of him and they wouldn't book him. If the crowd is there and he's getting those massive reactions, which he always cool gets. Uh, no, no, he's five foot 11. It's just, they bill him as six foot. So he's five foot 11 and Daniel Bryan's five foot what? seven. So to me, I don't buy into that height thing. I think. Right, Adam Cole is like five, eight. Right, Adam Cole is like five, eight. I just found one who said he's 5'11". I thought he was smaller than that. I thought he was about the same height as Daniel Bryan. But, you know. Oh, yeah, they ain't going to have no choice. ain't going to have no choice. But I think if they come in and they do it without a crowd, I think it's difficult because then they'll pay more attention to his height because it's difficult to tell who's over and who's not. But he's so good on the mic as well is the other thing. Man, man, you know what? I'm tired. Of, let me let me go on a rant. I'm tired yeah. of Streamyard because when I use this on the on I did when I did the post show, they always tripping. I don't like Streamyard. I hate this this service. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm tired of you. Stop kicking me out. I'm Shush. done. It's that it's that um it's that American internet, bro. No, it, you don't know. You, you want to know what it is? Tell your hamster to speed up on the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I was just going to say. Like Adam Cole is so good on the mic that I almost feel like he'd win Vince over from that point of view. But but I I was saying this. Let let me tell you this, right? And 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 him winning the Rumble and then facing Roman Reigns with the size. But but, 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 let me me get your take on this, right? We we we. We see Adam Cole as this main event talent, which he is, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think Vince McMahon will see him as this main event talent? Like, look, 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 look how, look how kind of 
rough it was at start for, for, for well, it wasn't even rough to start for Keith Lee, but it took a minute. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like now Keith Lee is about to get this this big spat. But I like, think um, Triple H is very protective over Adam Cole, though. Yeah, he is. You can tell he is. And I think boy. he'd also have a whisper. This is going goose. I think he'd also um, clue Vince up that, look, if you mistreat this guy, he's going straight to AEW into their main event scene. So you need to do right by him. Like, I would think that Triple H would clue him in. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. This man listens to one man. No, I I know I know that, but if Triple H tells him things like that, and you know, like it's clear when they did the NXT invasion angle, like Adam Cole didn't lose, he was portrayed as as the main guy, wasn't he? So yeah, be it'll be interesting, my friend. Um <clears throat> so tell the people where they can find your stuff, brother. They can find me at A D Thompson double underscore. Catch me on the Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel. I just had an interview up with the with, with one of the staples from the early 2000s of Ring of Honor, Mr. Julius Smokes. And that interview went crazy on my YouTube channel. Over a thousand views in one day. Very proud of that. Yeah. I, 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 I see a lot of people wanted to hear from Julius. So that was very, very cool to see that response. Shout out to him for doing the interview over an hour, almost two hours. Uh, me and him dove into everything. Talked about his time at Ring of Honor. Why they didn't call him for the past for his present show? We talked about Xavier's passing, uh, the former ROH World Champion Xavier. Uh, we talked about his uh, working relationship with Mercedes Martinez and how proud he is of her. Uh, we, we talked about a lot. We talked about life. It, it was a great interview, one of my favorites. So everybody go check that out, man. And uh, yeah, I'm Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Andrew Thompson will be all over the place over the next couple of weeks. Got some stuff in the works and. I'm very proud of it. So I'm going to be on a bunch of different places and, you know, you're going to be seeing my face. So it's going to be good to see, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I noticed you uh, You did video for um, for Fightful, which I took very personally. You know, can't do video for me. Do video for Fightful. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Now, man, catch me outside. How about that? Right. People, subscribe to Andrew's youtube channel because he is the man and um youtube.com slash h podcast nation for all the latest shows clips exclusive let, 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 let me let me just say that let me just say that that's the that's that, that the last time as the last time i'm let me just say that's the last time i'm doing video <laughs> just such a sulky socks catch me outside guys thanks for watching thanks for listening thanks for tuning in always appreciate your feedback and your messages we'll be back soon um i don't know when hopefully we'll be back next week i doubt we'll be back on the weekend though because this is wednesday i'm going to put this out on thursday i find it unlikely that we'll record a show on friday because andrew he big times me a lot he's very busy man he's got bigger and and bigger and better fish to fry but he is uh check out all his interviews check out all his articles he is the king of the news beat he is an exceptional writer very talented man i encourage you to check out his stuff andrew's pleasure as always my friend
Social Podcast Network.